Welcome to the Immigrant Finance Podcast, a show dedicated to everything money, online business, and immigration, because immigrant families deserve to build generational wealth too. I'm your host, Adina, social entrepreneur, immigration attorney, and financial educator and coach for immigrant families. I created the Immigrant Finance Platform with my husband, Mauricio, who immigrated to the U.S. eight years ago after we struggled through the whole process of trying to figure out finances as an immigrant family alone. We wanted to share what we learned about building wealth with others along the way and created the Immigrant Finance School Group Coaching Program where we teach immigrants and their families like you how to manage their money, get started investing, and build online businesses in just weeks, all with group accountability and support. Our clients have been able to get started investing and develop lifelong plans to build generational wealth regardless of their immigration status actually launched an online business they've been dreaming of starting for years, bring in enough income to leave a job with a shitty boss, and book up their calendar for the rest of the month just after announcing their new coaching business. I'm coming to you with a new show several times a week with stories about online business lessons, money and mindset insights, and guest interviews to help you become financially empowered. Each episode will switch between personal finance and online business topics. Now let's get to this week's episode. Hi, I am here today with Lucy King of Viva La Budget and Finance. We have a very special guest um, with us today. Lucy, thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me here. Super excited to be talking to you. Um, I know we had a great conversation on the phone and you have a lot of insights to be sharing with the audience about your experiences experiences um, in the corporate sector and with business and finance. So uh, very much looking forward to the conversation. And a quick bio about Lucy for all. So Lucy King is an outdoor enthusiast and the founder of Viva La Budget and Finance, an online platform intended to decolonize myths about budgeting and investing for women. Lucy is a first-gen college graduate, a wife and a mother of two. She's currently finishing the last quarter of her MBA program and she aspires to become a CFP. When Lucy is not studying, she is working in her family business doing administrative work and marketing. Once a month, she also volunteers her time to teach financial literacy to underserved women and high school students in her community. One of her mentors describes Lucy as a very driven individual with a genuine passion for helping others. Great stuff. Okay. Thank um, you. <laughs> yeah, it's an awesome background. Um, so just to get started... Let's just jump in and hear about the immigration experience of you and your family. Yes, absolutely. So um, my family started coming um, to the United States back in the 80s, um, primarily to do some of the farm work. And my grandma actually was the the first one that started coming um, this way. And she had a lot of kids. she had a lot of women, uh, uh, you know, as daughters. And after she started coming here, uh, she eventually started, um, you know, bringing them over. And uh, the majority of them were doing um, labor work. And, you know, of course, they they got here and then they, um, they got married and started having kids. So our family uh, as a whole has very humble beginnings, you know, meaning that they were doing uh, hard labor. Um, but now... 
there are some of us that are blessed enough to have careers and some of my cousins are now business owners too, but definitely it was my grandma that was the first one that decided to uh, come here for, you know, uh, a better life for all of us. So uh, thanks, grandma. (laughs) Yeah, so... um, La abuela. <laughs> yeah, my abuela. And, you know, some of, some of my uh, aunts and uncles um, decided to go back, actually, because they felt that there was an opportunity for them, uh, you know, which is uh, sometimes, I guess, uh, something that we'll see with the immigrant uh, families that they feel like they, they, don't, they don't belong or that they just feel like they're never going to make it. But for, you know, your listeners that I, that are maybe feeling that way right now, I, I am a very passionate person, just like how you described me at the beginning. And I can tell them and, you know, future listeners too, that anything is possible. And if they really set their mind into growing and learning, they're going to be doing an amazing job. So just stay focused on your goal and, um, you know, they're going to make it just like, I feel like, you know, I make I, I make it all the way to the top. And um, when we were on the phone, we talked about um, a little bit about my background in the corporate world. So um, I started working in high school um, as a housekeeper um, because my my family didn't have the means to uh, afford uh, buying a pair of running shoes. And I really wanted to be part of this running group in high school. So I decided to start working uh, as a as a housekeeper, and I I love the company, and uh, I was able to work hard and and show passion even for cleaning rooms apparently uh, because then I had the opportunity to be promoted. So um, I stayed in that particular industry for seventeen years. Um, I started as a housekeeper, then I moved to the front desk, um, was doing bartending, um, became an assistant, uh, front desk assistant. And I just kept on climbing, right? I, I wanted to, I wanted to do it all. And I was very ambitious. Uh, and it was scary. You know, I was scary yeah. to think about me being in charge of uh, eventually uh, a hotel and uh, making money for the company. But it I think it was my my real passion for learning and my curiosity that mm-hmm. helped me stay focused. And I always tell people, especially when I work with students, like if anybody can do it, I'm not special. I don't have any special powers. You know, I'm just a passionate person. <laughs> That's my superpower. That's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> and like believing in yourself, it's not easy to do that, you know? Oh no, it, it's it's absolutely uh, not easy, and um, I I have had many mentors uh, throughout my uh, my life. Uh, you know, whether it was someone in high school that was um, really there for me when I when I doubted myself. I mean, there were times when I I feel like I wasn't going to pass a class, or you know, my my high school coach is actually one of my mentors now. Um, Wow. He's more than a mentor. We're still in contact, but he's he'd always believe that uh, anything is possible. And he was able to coach uh, a lot of girls, you know, back then and now we're a woman, but uh, he's coached so many people. So, yeah, definitely having a mentor has been a, a, a game changer for me. So I highly recommend for anybody that is, you know, seeking to have an online business or 
even someone that is just uh, starting to go even go back to school or who's starting school always find those mentors yeah it's such important advice and it's something you one of those things you hear people always say but it really does matter and there's a lot to talk about with mentors. Like sometimes there's those mentoring programs where they set you up with someone and the person isn't a good fit or they don't really follow up. So um, I don't know about you. In my experience, it's always like those kind of organic relationships that happen. Oh, yeah. Some, yeah. And like just just building that relationship, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I mean, you can find mentors within your family members or your neighbors, you know, yeah. sometimes... Yeah. People, when we talk about finding a mentor, they, they have this idea of like, oh, I have to pay someone to to listen to me or to persuade me to do things. But no, it can be it can be your mom. I mean, my, my mother yeah. has been uh, pretty critical in my, my success, too, because she's she's helped me so much, uh, you know, in along the way. So, yeah, don't feel like you have to pay anybody for uh, mentorship. <laughs> Yeah. And so um, going back to your story, so you you literally went from being um, at the level of a house cleaner to running this hotel pretty much. Um, So how did, first of all, like, how did you do that? Like what barriers were in the way as an immigrant and how did you work through that? Well, um, I think the biggest barrier that I had uh, doing that was the fact that I was hired, you know, by, uh, I mean, I was hired by uh, the housekeeper manager who eventually, uh, she became my employee. So those are some of the (laughs) stories that I had to, uh, you know, face because uh, I I was very driven and I had to, um, yeah, basically get rid of the guilt that I fell for wanting to apply for a job because I didn't want my boss to feel bad. So uh, mm-hmm. some of those, uh, you know, employees that were my supervisors at, at some point, um, yeah, there, there, there wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't always happy when they, when they're like, okay, here she goes again. She wants to do more and is she going to become her boss too? And so it was a little bit, uh, a little bit hard for them to understand my passion and, you know, I had the opportunity to work with um, many, many other uh, immigrants too, particularly in the housekeeping department, where they were, uh, in a way, telling me not to apply because they're like, "Oh, well, I mean, that's not for you." You know, like that's not for you. You just have to be happy with being here and then just keep doing your work. <laughs> and I was always wow. telling them, like, "No, I mean, I." You know, there's no shame in uh, cleaning rooms, and, and that's that's hard work. And I mean, I, I did it for a couple of years, and, and I took pride. I took a lot of pride in doing that. And uh, you know, for uh, some of them, it was just like like a like a almost like a whatever. It's just a job. It's it's not something to be proud of. But I I remember uh, cleaning rooms and you know singing or. I've always been a big fan of uh, podcasts or audiobooks, so I will I will be cleaning the rooms and you know listening to podcasts about uh, personal development or some fun music, and I I clean with a lot of pride. And I uh, it it was a job that I love it. Like I I really loved it. And even then, when I was already uh, you know the the general manager, there were times when 
I had to wear different hats and I would go back and help them clean. You know, I never feel like, okay, I made it to the top and now I'm just going to start delegating. I will go back and help them clean or take the sheets from the rooms or cook or whatever they needed me to do. And I think that was something that, you know, at the end really helped me gain respect because I wasn't, I wasn't just the boss. Like I, I was a coworker as well. That says so much about you. I mean, all that first of all that you're, you were willing to roll up your sleeves and do the work with the team um, and be so humble, you know, and also that you did see a bigger vision despite people telling you to kind of stay small and stay where you are. Um, you're, I love the image of you cleaning, cleaning the hotel, listening to the personal development podcast. <laughs> We have a student who is in the cleaning industry um, and she is so brilliant. She just didn't have an opportunity to go to college here. And she like is always listening to the podcast and like just knows so much, you know? Um, so thank you for sharing that. Oh, I you're think it's encouraging for people, like no matter what situation you're in, there's so much opportunity right now that is free for you to learn these concepts to get out of that situation and to grow as a person, right? No, absolutely. And I think that, you know, um, this, I guess this country like really sells the idea of like, you know, you have to go to college, you have to be educated to uh, be able to make it. And I think that sometimes we forget that not everyone wants to do that. You know, I, yeah. I, I was blessed to uh, be able to uh, go to college and graduate. I actually graduated uh, debt free from college uh, because I, I was working and going to college. But there's there's other people that they, college is just not for them. And I need to, that we need to um, learn to respect that and not try to really force people or force the idea of like, oh, you have to go to college to be successful. Anybody um, listening to, you know, your audience that they're thinking like, oh, well, I, school is not for me. That's okay. You don't have to go to school. Right. You still have to learn. You know, you have to uh, either learn by doing or reading, reading books or podcasts. But yeah, learning doesn't mean that you have to go to school. Oh, I have so many thoughts on this. I totally agree with you. Um, I mean, sometimes actually going to school or going to grad school is a bad financial decision because it can put you in a lot of debt that's really hard to pay off and hold you back from being able to invest more and build wealth. Um, and these days, like, I always say people are learning more on YouTube than in school. Like, you can learn anything oh, yeah. on the internet now. Um, and so that's something really exciting about online business for, for immigrants. I'd love to hear your thoughts on just like the opportunities that are available, regardless of where you're from, regardless of your education. Like, how do you view the online business um, opportunities these days? Well, um, I will I will talk to you about like how I decided to, you know, launch my online business. Um, yeah, great. So, uh, as you mentioned earlier, uh, I I do help my husband in, in our family business, but I'm I'm very driven. <laughs> I think everyone knows that by now. So I wanted to have uh, you know an additional uh, source of income, uh, and I came up with this idea of uh, start doing some coaching for uh, you know women and to talk about budgeting and building wealth and things like that. So I uh, decided to. Uh, launched the online coaching 
um, primarily because I have the goal of reaching uh, people beyond, you know, the city where I'm at. And so, um, first of all, for those of you that are thinking uh, of an online business, you just have to, you just have to go for it. Like, don't overthink it. Just find something that you're extremely good at and go for it. And, you know, when we talk about online businesses, um, some people have this idea of like, oh, you know, a podcast or a coaching or things like that. But there's also a tutoring that you can do. Um, I have a friend actually that does, um, she loves making uh, piñatas and that's her business. She literally oh, makes piñatas and she sells them online and she is so creative with her work and so you know an online business doesn't necessarily mean uh to reinvent uh the wheel and anybody has a skill that they're just really good at it so just monetize that um for me i uh, the online platform really has opened my horizons as far as uh working with people from all over the world, which when I started doing this, I initially initially didn't think about it. I was just like, okay, we'll help, you know, people in Washington State and maybe California. But now it's like I'm working with women that really need to, um, I guess not really need to, but they really want to learn about financial literacy and building wealth. And so, uh, yeah, having an online platform is, it's an opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, and tell us more how um, how the experience was starting Viva La Budget and Finance. Like, what was your way to just get started and start finding clients? Um, so the short version of that <laughs> is uh, I uh, I started um, – I started worried too much about, you know, the big picture. I guess I wanted to, I had this idea of, of how the business was going to go. And then eventually I had to say, I just have to go for it. Right. Uh, I, I think that's something that as women have the tendency to do. We like to overthink everything and we like to be perfect and very analytical and, and, and very critical of ourselves as well. So mm-hmm. I, I think one day I just said, I'm just going to go for it. And I, I need to not worry about the logo, the website, uh, you know, trying to make everything perfect. So um, one of the things that really helped me um, was actually um, volunteering. I started volunteering uh, in my old high school and I reached out to a couple of teachers and said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, t- I'm doing this online um, training for women, but I I'd like to ask if you can let me come to to the classroom and start talking to students about personal finance. So mm-hmm. I put myself out there, even though I wasn't comfortable uh, at the beginning, uh, and I asked for uh, feedback at the end of, of the classes. So I started by just going for it, uh, not worry about you know the PowerPoint being perfect, uh, not having a website and things like that. So that's how I got started. And once I got comfortable with, uh, you know, talking about personal finance, then I started uh, seeking clients. Uh, and what I mean by that is because of my previous experience working in corporate, uh, I guess, corporate America, I have a lot of network um, that I've worked with people for years. And mm-hmm. so I started going to their small businesses and saying, hey, you know, I'm, 
this is what I'm doing now. I no longer work in uh, hospitality, but this is what I'm doing now. And this is how I can help your business. So really finding uh, a need that a business has really helped me. And after that, I will come you know, virtually to their business and talk to their employees about um, why personal finance is so important and why they need to start building generational uh, wealth. And I was very strategic on who I wanted to target. You know, I wasn't going in after the the big businesses that have uh, people that are making huge money. I was I was more um, specific on my target audience where I wanted to reach women. So then I started saying, okay, where are these where are these women working, right? And so knowing where your clients are is so important too for your online business because that gets you closer to your goal. Like my goal is to help women, uh, you know, regardless of their educational uh, background or immigration status. And mm-hmm. I have some clients right now that are very concerned because they, they there's so much unknown right now <laughs> going on with immigration. And, yeah. and, and so I, you know, I specifically target those, um, those women to help them. That's um, a really good example of, of how to get started and, and to think uh, intentionally, like you said, about who your audience is, not just like going to random places, but being very strategic. So thank you for sharing that advice. And that's, that's super valuable. Um, great. And so how, in terms of like the mindset stuff of starting your business, um, we all go through insecurities and fears uh, as we start a new business as entrepreneurs, especially online when you have to be visible and put yourself out there. So do you have any advice um, from your experience on that for, for people? Yeah, I think my, my biggest, um, I guess, learning experience with this online business uh, is not overthinking everything. Again, I mentioned that, but like I come from a corporate background, right, where I have to be super professional and, and, and I was always wearing suits and always had to be very proper. And so now that I'm doing this online business, you know, people want to know about me. They want to know my story. They want to know why uh, why they should hire me to talk to them about personal finance. And so I, I think my advice to, you know, your audience and, and those people that are going to start their online business is don't worry about what other people think about you being online and don't be afraid to mess up. I think that was the biggest uh, lesson for me too, because I, I wanted to be, you know, almost perfect and no one is perfect. And I think that's something that, that we need to understand. We just have to go for it. Um, the other thing that it was huge for me when I, when I decided to start the online business was really, thinking about the way I wanted to run my online business, right? And so um, I focused so much on doing things with uh, integrity, right? It was one of the pillars. So I, I literally sat down and say, okay, now I have this business idea. How am I going to run the business? And so I created four, uh, I guess, four core values that I I was very focused on, like regardless of what's going on out you know, outside in the external world, this is how I'm going to run my business. And the number one is, was, and it still is integrity. So for me, that means that I have to believe in my mission. And so I had people that approached me wanting to 
you know, partner with me and they were offering me their services or their products. Like, oh, you know, if you if you upsell these with your services, uh, you, I'm going to get X amount of money and you get X amount of money. And so I had to say no to those opportunities because it didn't belong with my core values in my business. Mm-hmm. So um, that was one of them. Um, the other one was definitely knowing knowing my worth and and it's so important for people to know their worth just because you're starting an online business doesn't mean that you're starting from zero. You know, I, I have a lot of experience in budgeting and forecasting and even motiv- motivating employees and leadership. So I have to give myself credit for that and say, okay, just because I'm in a new online business owner doesn't mean that I'm starting from zero. So how can I, really focus on my experience and based on that kind of give me a cushion to do not um not focus so much on well i'm gonna i don't know if people are gonna pay me because i'm so new to this online business rather saying well i have all of this experience and this is why you know people should pay me i don't know let's say like 99 dollars versus 25 if i was just starting um I couldn't agree more. Sorry to interrupt, but I want to emphasize that is so important um, because, yeah, a lot of people, their first time thinking about online business, they think they're starting from scratch, but it's really about all of your life experience and knowledge and skills you've been building your whole life and just transferring them to a new uh, format, really. Right. So that's something I always try to work with our clients on too, is to like, how can we look at the skills you already have and just reapply them in a new way instead of coming up with something totally different? And so thank you for emphasizing that point. Oh, you're welcome. And I, you know, when it comes to pricing, one of the things that um, I'll share one of the, I guess this my secrets <laughs> with your <laughs> audience, but one of the things that, that I did was uh, it's called doing a uh, market analysis or service analysis, depending on what you know what it is that you're selling online. But look at your competition. You know, if you're selling, um, like myself, I'm I'm doing coaching and in, in, um, personal finance. So I did look at other other uh, personal finance finance coaches and see what they're doing. You know, what they're offering and how much they're charging. And for example, I I put down on a piece of paper, like four names, right? Of very well-known people that are in the industry. And then I said, okay, how much are they charging? And why are they charging this? And what's their experience, right? And then I put my name down there on the piece of paper and said, okay, well, yeah, this is for how long I've been uh, doing personal finance. But like you're saying it, I have all this experience with it. So I just priced myself, um, you know, um, in between, Mm-hmm. those people I didn't praise myself at the bottom of it just because I was a new business you know online business owner because I yeah. have to you have to create value for yourself and 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 if you're if you know your worth that's going to give you um more power to sell and be comfortable selling because that's the other thing that you can have an online business but if you're not comfortable selling what your services or your products no one is going to come to you and say oh you know, well, Lucy's selling these, but I don't know if I should. Like, you have to show passion for what you're selling or doing. That yeah. way people can believe that, okay, yeah, if, if she did it or he did it, I can do it too. 
So focus on your story as well. That's huge. I completely agree. And also just this idea that there's no one else out there in the world who can do what you do, who has your experiences and your perspective. Um, and that's really valuable. You know, it's, it can't be replicated. Um, so often we, many of us are very much undercharging. Um, I know we had a conversation about that too, but yeah, it's, it's important to recognize your value. And, and there's also this thing where if you are undercharging, you can really miss out on the opportunity to help people who really need your help and services because they may assume that it's less valuable than it is if it's very cheap when it's something, the actual uh, outcome would be something very valuable. Um, so it, there's a lot of strategy that goes into pricing. Um, thank you for sharing that. And you're, I want I wanted to touch on the integrity piece too that you brought up. I know um, we had a lot to talk about that and it's incredibly important for, for any business to operate from a place of integrity. And we both um, shared about how declining offers that wouldn't be in line with our mission and having to just be really, really firm about that because it can be um, tempting in the beginning, especially when you're strapped for, for cash. You know, if someone's trying to give you money for something, yeah, <laughs> long term effect on on and how your audience will view that, right? Yes, absolutely. And you know, knowing your your business mission, you know, whatever whatever it is that you're selling is is definitely going to give you the the tools that you need to really focus on your purpose. And yeah, yeah along the way, there's going to be thousands and thousands of people that are going to be reaching out to you and saying, "Hey, I like what you're doing. Let's." let's partner or, you know, yep. come on board with me and you get a cut or you get 50% of whatever I'm getting. But at the end of the day, you have to stay through to your business purpose and um, your value as a person mm-hmm. and say, you know, if, if obviously if you decided to stop and start an online business, that means that you believe that you have a purpose and you have to stay through to that purpose, you know, regardless of how much money people are, uh, willing to offer or how much commission they're willing to give you because that right there should tell you that what you're doing is working. If somebody else is looking at you as a potential um, partner or uh, contributor to their business, that means that you have something that they don't have. Yes. Yes. That's absolutely right. Talk to us. What are your views on integrity with pricing specifically? Because we've talked about how like you, you have to value yourself and your self-worth and what you're providing for your audience. Um, but how can you also strategize around pricing that will be a, from a place of integrity? Again, I think that the best way to do it is doing the, you know, know, know what your competitors are doing too and mm-hmm. understand, yeah, it comes back to your value. Like your experience matters in and what you know, nobody else knows, right? Yeah. There's um, there's so much value in that. So just uh, just focus on that. Um, and but also be be honest with you. And I always I've always struggled with uh, you know pricing integrity in the past because sometimes I think that as business owners we 
tend to think for our customers. And what I mean by that is sometimes we're afraid to price something because we feel that people don't have the money for it. Mm-hmm. And as a business owner, you also have to have a mindset shift in that. I, wow. um, you know, when, when I was working um, in corporate America, I, one of my jobs was also being in sales. <laughs> and so I was the director of sales. And when I took over that role, um, I remember my boss telling me like, oh, you have to you know, renegotiate contracts with people and you have to increase the prices. And, and I was like, wait, what? I have to charge more? And so, uh, you know, he really uh, helped me understand the value of, you know, integrity and, and price integrity as well, because you have to be living what you're selling. And that's a big thing. If, you, um, if you're selling, let's, let's talk about like money coaching, like you have to be living in what you're doing. And yeah, obviously, if you see someone that is desperate to learn about personal finance or really uh, maybe in a financial situation where they're in a lot of debt and they just, they're just they just finding a way out, you can't go charge that person more money just because they need the help more than any other person, right? Yeah. You have to have a price structure and um, just be loyal to the price across the board, regardless of people you know, uh, needing the the coaching right now versus, you know, someone that is legitimate just struggling and wants out right away. So, yeah, just know your price, know, know what you're selling, know your price, keep the price, and please don't give discounts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had to learn that the hard way. I used to discount all the time because I – wasn't confident yet, you know, mm-hmm. and I had to learn the hard way that, um, first of all, it's not fair to the other people who don't get the discounts. Exactly. You know, <laughs> like there has to be some kind of rule. Um, and it also undervalues you and your business and your offer. No, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, at the beginning of the interview, you mentioned that I volunteer my time, you know, to help underserved women and students. And that is my way of giving discounts, right? Like I'm not charging, I'm not charging these, uh, these specific groups any money. I'm, I'm volunteering my time and I'm donating my time essentially. Yeah. And so for me, um, I had to uh, really decide, okay, I, 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 I need to be comfortable charging X amount of money for my services. And yes, I, if I want to be, give back to my community, then I can offer an hour or two a month of my time just to give back. That way I'm not, you know, devaluing the, the work that I'm doing, but also I'm not making other uh, people that are doing the same thing bad because they will, they will, they would reach out to you and they will tell you, Hey, you're undercutting me. <laughs> you know, so you have to you have to uh, know that your your I guess the integrity with your prices needs to be consistent um, across the board, yeah. and that if you really want to give discounts, just volunteer. You know, yeah. volunteer your time. That's a good way to give back. I love that advice. That is so incredibly important for our audience to hear. Um, The way I think about it is kind of like segmenting the different audiences you work with. And it's like you said, instead of trying to provide 
discounts um, to people who like may not be the right audience fit and really can't afford to work with you, like just help them for free. So with you talked about volunteering, you can also make free content, like doing a podcast is a free way to help people do coaching, you know, coach people who can't afford to work with you one-on-one blog newsletters newsletters like there's so many ways that you can serve the community and provide a ton of value without charging them for people who who really can't afford you know um and then respect you know the the pricing when it comes to people who do want to invest and are able to invest to work with you um and i wanted to touch on one other thing you said that's so important which is like not assuming that your audience can't pay um that I think is something I've, I've had to work through. Um, and especially coming from the nonprofit sector, I've been working in nonprofits for 15 years. Mm-hmm. So I went into a, um, building our business with my husband of like assuming that some certain groups of people wouldn't be able to afford certain prices, um, for the amount of time and value I was providing, you know, and, and then underpricing myself for that reason. And I had to realize that's really um, disempowering people, and and it's um, it's putting people in a stereotype, and it's just not true for a lot of people. There's a lot of people out there who you might think don't have money, and they've been saving forever, and they're like very you know in a good place, and they just need they want to invest in knowledge of how to use their savings in a better way to invest or whatever. Um, so yeah, I've, I, that's been a very important lesson for me is to not make any assumptions about anyone. You don't know what situation they're in. Um, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, everything that you're touching on is, is super important too. Uh, but also I, I love, um, reading books about, um, I guess how our mind works. Right. And so when yeah. we're, uh, cutting our prices um, for clients, if someone is getting things for free or at a very low cost, they're less likely to take action, right? Because it was not, because it was easy for them. You know, it was, uh, it was accessible to them, like in no time. So when, when you are selling something, let's say that you're selling a course for a thousand dollars, right? So people have to work, if they don't have the money and they really want to get that course and they really want to make it a, a change in their life or they want to, you know, help, um, I guess, learn more about how to build wealth and things like that. They have, if they don't have the money, but they really have this desire of, I'm going to change my life. They're going to work hard for that mm-hmm. money. And they're going to get the money. They're going to take the course. And then they're going to feel more empowered versus you just saying, oh, well, you don't have the money right now. Here's the course. Yeah. I guarantee you, you send in that course, whether you do it you know, online, you send in that. Here's the link for your free course. They're not going to they're not going to take the course. The course is just going to stay in their inbox because it was free. There was no effort for them no. you know, put towards getting that course. But if they have to you know, maybe work extra hours at work or uh, decrease their spending to pay for that course, to afford the course. Once you send them that course, you know, thank you for your payment. Here's your course. 
and they're gonna sit and watch the course or read the course and they're gonna be committed to learning and once they see the the you know the value of the course you're not only helping them learn something new but you're also help, helping them be committed to changing their behavior yeah. which is huge and that's something that took me a little while to understand because you know I I really like <laughs> helping people as well but yeah. I can I can tell you that I have clients that I when I started doing my online business, I will send them a budget template. I will send them a, you know, one to 10, how to do a budget. And I will follow up with them and say, hey, how's it going? Um, did you have a time to sit down and start your budget? And, and they're like, they'll give me thousands of excuses why they didn't yep. do it, right? But it was timing, the, their kid got sick, blah, blah, blah. But once I, I started charging them, you know what the the, I guess the way I, I will do it is I will I will teach them a class. Oh, I would teach a class. They had to pay for this class, and then part of the class was me sending these resources and a and a call with me. And so they will yeah. pay to be part of my class. They get the resources, and then they will get like a one you know thirty minute call with me. And when I did it that way. I saw more results. Like these these ladies were actually doing the work and had lots of questions like, hey, you know, how do I do these? Like, you know, I, I have kids, I have five kids, you know, you only have two. How can I do these? And so we were able to have uh, more valuable conversations when they pay for that course. Right. So yeah, don't I, don't assume that people don't have the money because it is true. Some people don't have the money, but they will find the money if they really want to change their life. I completely agree. Um, the way my mentor puts it is she says they will have more skin in the game exactly. if they if they have to invest in it. And part of it is like we're teaching people how to invest in themselves and, and with their finances. And so the pricing is really the first modeling for that. Um so it's just it's such an incredibly important topic. Um, I really appreciate you sharing more. I could talk about this with you for hours, but <laughs> I want to be respectful of your time. So um, moving on to the next question, tell us about how it's been um, starting an online business as someone from an immigrant family. Like how has the immigration piece um, been relevant for your online business? Well, this one is huge for me, um, particularly because my my focus is to help women, right? And so regardless of uh, their background or immigration status, I'm open to help any woman and men. I have a couple of clients that I'm into <laughs> that want to change their life, you know, that they want to take care of their, their personal finance. So I... Is what it means to me is that I, I somehow I have the tools to empower them to be mm -hmm. successful. Um, and it also means that I have a huge responsibility, right? Because uh, I have to be thoughtful of the things I do and the things I say. And so right now there's there's so much noise right going on in, in the immigration world so yeah i think empowerment I, I really feel empowered right now to help people um with the business and 
particularly for me, uh, you know, as a, I guess as a family member of uh, immigrants, it's huge because that my business is now giving me the opportunity to focus more on generational wealth, which mm-hmm. I've, I've never thought that someone like me could have that. You know, I literally thought that I was going to have to work until I was 65 uh, to be able to retire. And now the narrative has changed. Now it's more about me having choices or having options to decide, well, do I want to do that? And there's nothing wrong if people want to retire at 65, right? Every, every one of us is different. But now I have the option of saying, okay, well, do I want to do that or do I want to retire at 45? And so, yeah, having an online business, you know, as a as a member of the immigrants family, it's it's huge for me. It's it's just so, um, yeah, it's almost overwhelming too because then you have all of these uh, possibilities that you, your parents didn't have, right? My, I guarantee you, my grandma didn't think about generational wealth. In fact, I don't think she knew what generational wealth was. And so, yeah. it's. Yeah, having the online business is, is just empowering and also very humbling. Wow, I, that's really wonderful to hear. Um, and I've, I've heard such similar stories of just the the life-changing opportunities it can provide, not only for you and your family and generational wealth, but what you're also doing, Lucy, is making an impact and helping others and getting to a place where not only do you not have to just worry about basic survival with your family anymore, but like you can help others get there too along the way. So it's yeah, incredibly absolutely. empowering. You know, um, Adina, I just thought about something too that, and you know, when, when it comes to like online business in, you know, having a business as an immigrant or as a family of uh, immigrants, it's super, super important to, to, I heard someone saying once, like, oh, well, they're doing it this way, so I'm going to do it that way too. You know, and as, as people are coming to this online world and immigrants are coming here, it's so important to stay true to your family values. Mm. I remember hearing someone saying, you know, in terms of, uh, I don't specifically remember what, uh, group they were referring to but they were comparing themselves to another immigrant group and they say well they're doing it this way so it's okay for me to do it that way too and oh. and is i think the story was that they were in a way taking advantage of other customers and they, they were saying like well they're doing it that way so i'm going to do the same thing and as you navigate this online business and you know you navigate this new country for some of your listeners, right? Is their first time coming to, to this country. So important to stay true to your family values because no one else, you know, there's your family values are so unique to you and your story. And that's an opportunity for you to share that with the rest of the world. And I've, I don't think I've told you this when we first started talking, you know, on the phone uh, a month ago or so, but I, I've always been very, curious about other cultures so my my upbringings involve you know my family is from Mexico but my upbringings involve being around different cultures and different groups Mm -hmm. and so I 
I think immigrants' families are one of the most hardworking people I've known in my life. Yeah. And I also know that they have one of the most amazing family values. So, yes, yeah, stay true to your family values. And just because somebody says that so-and-so are doing it this way, don't go for that. Like, just don't worry about that. You know, focus on, on you and your family and your mission, which is so important. Yeah, and with with the family values, like you have such a such an incredible asset to offer that can distinguish you, and it goes back to that integrity we spoke about too, of having a business that's really serving others in a positive way that's sustainable. Um, those are conversations Mal and I have all the time when we have to make decisions in the business. Mm-hmm. You know, we always go back to like what we were going through when we were in the place of our audience and, you know, his experiences and as an immigrant. And um, yeah, it's, it's important to stay grounded. So thank you for sharing all this incredible advice. Um, would love for you to share where people can follow you and connect. Yeah. Uh, so right now the best place to find me is on Instagram and it's uh, Viva La Budget and Finance. I do have a website, um, which is vivalabudgetinfinance.com. Uh, or if anybody has questions or just want to chat with me, say hello, they can send me an email at budget at gmail.com. Great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I really enjoyed talking to you. Let's continue the conversation because um, I always learn so much from you when we speak. So hope to stay business buddies in the online world. And- we will be. <laughs> and I, I want to thank you for everything that you're doing, um, you know, not only in the personal finance uh, arena, but also in the immigration uh, arena, because you are providing so much information to people and you know, talking about uh, immigration, is it's a scary thing for a lot of people. So thank you for making all the content uh, accessible to everyone. And I, I love what you're doing. And I am honored to be here with you. I believe 100% in what you're doing. And I know that you have a huge heart to help people as well. So thank you again for having me. Thank you, Lucy. I feel the same way about you and your business. And I, I'm just filled with joy when I think of all the women you're helping lift up. So um, thank you for your contributions. And thank let's you. stay in touch. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Immigrant Finance Show. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already and leave us a review so we can reach more people to help. Also, did you know we started a free Facebook group for immigrant families who want to build generational wealth? We're doing free monthly trainings covering everything from investing to online business. Plus, you will be in there with a network of other inspiring members of our community. Make sure to join us at facebook.com slash groups slash immigrant finance. And we'll see you there.